1: Ha ha ha
2: Hello, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron.
3: And I'm Anne Scantlebury.
2: Hello, guys. Hey, how are you doing? I'm really, really excited for this, the
4: 19th episode of Season 9. We've only just found that out, so how long have you been excited by it? About 20 seconds. Okay, cool. (laughs) So, uh, are we doing a series of 24 again, like Jack Bowers?
2: I think so. Anything could happen in the next five episodes. Right, does that take us up to GDC? Sounds about right. Sounds like we planned it, did not so we? That's what we did last year, didn't we? We had months off. It's nice, wasn't it? How are you doing, Anne?
3: I'm doing really great. Your Thank hair you. looks well red. I redded it.
4: By I mean the colour, as as opposed to having you know, um, digested a lot of books.
3: And it's done that too. Has it? Yes, it right. has.
4: Well, um, yeah, looks looks good.
3: Yeah, um, you've got beard. Thanks, um, Steve. I, oh, I can't see Steve's face right now. How's his beard situation? It's beardy. It is beardy. A little
2: bit beardy. Steve, you've got cats. I do <laughs> not on my face, no, but actually in real I-R-L. life. I R L. See, our listeners are going to assume that I'm just copying you again because last week you talked about your kittens, and yeah. this week I intend to talk about mine. carot cards, screaming it all over again.
3: I've had a cat uh, for ages. Have you? No one yeah. cares about your cat though. My cat's do
4: they? adorable. Um, but I, actually, I did wonder what we'd become because both of our Facebook pages are pictures of cats. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> monstrous, we are the isn't people it? that we despise. Well, it's like I talked about last week
2: on the show. You know how frustrated I am that people get 95 likes for nothing. I thought, well, can't beat them, get some kittens. How many likes? Suddenly, 25 likes. Did you? Only 25? Nothing. For a picture of a cat.
4: <laughs> easy, isn't it? I've only got it's 26 way friends. Money. So <laughs> we're going to make money out of this, mustn't there?
3: Must be. Uh, what have you been up to this week, Simon?
4: Uh, I celebrated Burns Night on Saturday. Oh, how
3: was that? It was good. It was haggisy. Did you um, sing? What did you do? Sing you read in the a haggis?
4: Poem. Yeah, read a poem out. A Rob, uh, Roy poem. Sorry, Rob Boy, Robert Burns. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> embarrassing.
3: Um, <laughs> and yeah, so you enjoyed it, had a nice time? Enjoyed it, yeah. Put a kilt on?
4: Didn't put a kilt on.
3: Then. Did you wear any underwear?
4: Yes, as normal. I'm not an Annoying.
3: animal. like, that's like <laughs> You weren't even there. Well, you if, be annoyed if you're going by- to be Scottish, you, you should do... As a real Scotsman would do, and not wear any underwear.
4: I do not know this to be a fact. Though, I neither do I. Right. We are a video game radio show. You
2: might have guessed that from the intro and the way we are bantering. <laughs> hashtag bants right
4: now. <laughs> Uh, we're not alone in the studio. We're not. We, know, we need to bring the video game expertise right up, don't we? We really do. Uh, we've got a very special guest in the studio this evening. Um, I can't believe we've never had him on before, particularly when we've started taking credit for his work.
2: <laughs> it doesn't sound
4: like us. <laughs> it doesn't sound like us, but it's Guy Cocker. Hello, Hello. Guy. Hello, Guy. How
5: are you? I'm very well. It's it's, a, it's, welcome. It's a real pleasure to be on a Games Media Award nominated podcast.
3: What's, um, uh, winning, actually. We haven't
5: winning, won actually. it once. Oh, I, I apologise. <laughs>
3: we'll, we will always be winners in our own mother's eyes. Apology Apologies
5: accepted.
2: I'm glad you've set the tone for this guy because I'm not going to feel so guilty in the interview segment <laughs> when I lay into you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I thought I was going to get it when I, when I got onto this oh, podcast. Oh, amazing.
2: So thought, uh, we're not a podcast, by the way. Sorry. I'm Live on a set. Would you like to touch our award? Can I touch it? Yeah. Can I lick <laughs> what's, your award?
4: we some pictures taken with Guy with our award. Uh,
2: it's,
5: is, this, is this the award that's been in Ann's bed, or is it?
4: It is. And my bed. Yeah, and oh, mine. <laughs> and it's going to be in yours. We want you to take it home <laughs> to, um, and sleep with it. it. <laughs> bring it back Treat in. It. Yeah, no, I mean, we often, we use as a sort of tie-break to uh, determine who actually is the GMA winning uh, show. It's like whether you've got the award on you. Like do you treat the do you treat the award with respect that we do, which is we carry it everywhere.
5: I've certainly never slept with it.
4: Okay. Um, and all
5: three of you have slept yep. with your award.
4: And at a quarter past seven, we'll do as we'll do every week, which you'll know if you listen to a guy, is that we will worship it <laughs> communally, <laughs> which all our guests do. We we bow before it and recant our GMA. Uh, it's permanent.
3: like it's like kissing the Blarney stone. Exactly.
4: It's exactly it like that.
5: Um well, can I will kiss it right now. You guys can <laughs> photograph it and put it out there on Instagram. I know you guys are social media yep. mavens. So. Well, we, we,
4: we are.
1: Talking of which we
4: put pictures of kittens on Facebook.
2: We're trying to be extra social right now and stream on YouTube, but that isn't going very well. Okay. Uh, we'll update you. Maybe we should get on with something in the meantime.
4: Shall we? Well, let's start off as we always do with Anne's news. <laughs>
3: 704 on Monday the 27th of January I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news Epic Games won't be producing any more Gears of War games after selling the rights to the franchise to Microsoft Studios. New Canadian studio Black Tusk has been tasked with all future work on the games with announcements coming later this year. Epic founder Tim Sweeney has said the studio will concentrate its efforts on new projects which is what you'd want. You have to hope that all points of this deal were decided with a fair and decent game of Tug of Gears of War
2: Oh, I get it. Take off it's good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Solid. Solid. Is this big news, Simon?
4: I shrugged. The internet Did was you? losing it over it today. Well, because the internet was speculating, wasn't it? Which is unlike the internet. Uh, everybody like the thought internet. that Microsoft was going to announce Crackdown 3. Mm. So Ruffian Games had been going, hey, we've got a game coming soon. And Microsoft had gone, hey, we've got an announcement for you tomorrow. And it was like, whoa, Crackdown 3. Let's hope it's like Crackdown 1 and not like Crackdown 2. That's what they were all saying. And then um, oh. were they all saying that? Were you saying that? No, I, I've I've uh, I've never played a Crackdown game. Okay, I so you were um, editorialising on news section. No, I'm just using uh, other people's opinions as my own. <laughs> it's not
2: an <laughs> outrage. Like yeah. <ours>. It's <laughs> it's yeah. Not like um. And what was the what, what was the opinion you read today on various news sites uh, about this? How do people feel in like the to games read, media? I
3: don't like to read opinions, Steve. Okay. I read facts. That's what I do.
2: Okay. Well, I'm what's here as a news uh, All right. Hand. All right. Fine. I was trying to let you off the hook. Why don't you editorialise? Tell us your opinion.
3: I mean, sometimes it's nice when things change hands because it, it gives a new and fresh perspective to games. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Eurogamer said, actually. <laughs> no, that, that was their
4: stance on it. Yeah. Guy, how should we feel about this?
5: I, I, I used to like uh, the Gears of War franchise, but I, I just uh, I didn't finish... What was the last one? I can't remember. It was called Judgment, right? Don't know. It was called Judgment, just lost patience. I think it left with uh, Cliff Bozinski, really. He was the mastermind behind
2: that. Cliffy too. B. Cliffy B. Big fans of Cliffy B, aren't we?
3: Massive fans. Cliffy B.
2: He's a big fan of ours. Listen to the show. Does he listen to your podcast? He doesn't, unfortunately. Uh-huh.
3: I, think I
0: think he's
5: too busy. I think he's too busy posting on Lee Alexander's Facebook is wall, he? to be honest. Yeah. Ooh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen,
2: guy, you're not going to win more friends, and more listeners with an attitude like that. No cattiness. That's not the one life left way, is it? Not, no, all the no, cattiness.
4: It's <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's it's kittens. kittens. <laughs>
3: If you're thinking of getting one of Alienware's Steam machines, you'd better be prepared for an annual investment. Alienware's Frank Azza explained, Lifecycle-wise, consoles update every five, six, seven years. We will be updating our Steam machines every year. The platform will continue to evolve as the games become more resource-intensive. While this may sound like an expensive way to keep your hardware up to date, Frank kindly explained that it wasn't, because all your games would already be there and you wouldn't have to buy them again. Thanks, Frank, but we might avoid financial advice from you in the future.
2: Mm, that's the problem, isn't it, with the PC, that you- constantly having to update yeah. in order to play the latest games and one might have hoped that steam boxes would have
4: lessened that problem but it sounds like they're not gonna. i thought that was almost the point of them was mm. that they were going to be these sort of standards mm. um and that you'd have those standards for a while it seemed like an odd proposition to me You saying valve have no standards <laughs> <laughs> they have too many standards now don't they have you update your standards every year um yeah no it did seem odd uh so they're going so you can update them, but they're going to make it difficult for you to do so, I believe is the yeah it's not that that's not nice, Anne is it?
3: Why would you make something hard for someone? Be kind. Make it easy. Yeah. If you really want people to stick around, just make it super easy.
4: Yeah, I, and given how many steam machines there are um, on the horizon, it, it just, it's I not thought, a very
3: good selling point, is no, it? Well, I thought
4: they were going to become easy, easy to understand because um, I see these headlines from the PC people talking about their... Radio and graphics cards and with numbers and there's no naming conventions like you don't know which one's better than the other. Just go on the price, I guess, and it's going to be that all over again, isn't it? Mm. Mm.
2: Buy an expensive one and it will be able to run all the games. Buy a medium one and you'll be
4: left left guessing, right? Yeah, but the, but despite that, I'm still quite interested in the steam machine <laughs> game. Do, you know do
3: you know which of the steam machines you're going to get?
4: The silver one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Microsoft has been offering YouTube users cash to get them to say nice things about Xbox One and its games and include clips in their videos. The deal, offered and organised by Machinima, got a bit dodgy at the NDA stage where participants were told that they had to keep the scheme and their involvement in it a secret. That meant viewers weren't told that content they were watching had been sponsored. Microsoft has since told Machinima that all videos with paid content must be marked as advertising. One Life Left would like to declare that it is, regrettably, still entirely independent and not part of any of these murky deals.
2: But if we weren't independent here's what that news story could have sounded like.
3: <laughs> hey, guys, it's fine. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no worry. Nothing,
2: nothing suspect going on here. The Xbox One's brilliant, though.
4: Yes. Brilliant.
2: Uh,
3: Hashtag I, Brillo.
4: I love, I love mine. Um, $3 CPM is what they were getting. Cost per million that means In advertising word No it's cost per thousand No but, it's it's no, but, that's, but it's, it stands for yeah Million, million Does million. it Does cost it stand for Is it Roman I think it's
5: CPM As in M As in the Roman I've, I've the only word. just realised that Yeah it doesn't make any sense. Why are they
4: using Roman numerals?
2: All of a
5: sudden. <laughs>
4: What's, What's cost per on? in um, in uh, <laughs> yeah. Latin?
3: Well, per is Latin, isn't it? So. Whoa! Whoa. Jeez. <laughs> right.
4: Why did that suddenly occur to me live on air? Right, so yeah, cost per thousand. $3 for every thousand, up to a maximum of...
6: I is don't it know. Like why it was fifteen
4: thousand so or sorry, fifteen dollars or something like that. It, it struck me as being a deal that you that is not necessarily worth bothering with if you're one of those famous. Y- I bet Pootie Pie, uh, <laughs> who I tried watching, and it's a it's a different world. Um, I bet he didn't bother with this. What though, is, 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 is Pootie Pie Poodie like? like? What is it like? I don't I don't know. He talks in a funny in a funny
5: way. Okay. And why? Why would, why would Simon know what he's? Are you friends? No, I just, st- I
4: gaze through you like, the YouTube uh, <laughs> he's, window into he's his soul. He magic box called pie, pie. So, so what, what's he doing, well, on a, I know, well, I was watching one of his videos, and um, <laughs> you can email in and you can ask him to do things. And oh, he goes, pretty okay. Pie does things on a Friday. And you don't quite like, it, it should come with subtitles. <laughs> you, t- Well, listen, you two that are interested in streaming, no, why this why is I the world that you need to get into. Yeah,
5: you need to uh, mimic PewDiePie's and yeah. moving <laughs> Teletubby voices. Exactly,
4: and Miley Cyrus and Lady Gaga. We're not going to mimic
2: anything. We're going to forge our own path. So okay. we just
3: need to find a different voice. Do things on a different day. <laughs> do
2: you do Do it on a different
4: day. Do things on Thursdays to get ahead of him. So they've already Brilliant.
2: been done by the Friday. Brilliant. Um, we do voices. We,
3: we do do voices, <laughs> Steve.
2: That's very good. And if you if you're listening to this right now and you want us to do anything on the radio show, just email in
3: team at one we'll There we okay.
2: go. For three dollars, <laughs> professionals at work, guys. It's amazing. <laughs>
3: A petition to get Sega to port more games to PC has gained over 6,000 signatures The petition suggests porting Bayonetta, Vanquish and Virtua Fighter 5 to test the waters but went on to explain Most importantly, we want you to know that this is a petition staged not around these three games but around your future as a publisher in the PC space Sega has acknowledged the petition on Twitter but has made no further comment If this doesn't work, we suggest that all 6,000 petitioners handcuff themselves to Sega HQ until they get what they want
4: it doesn't seem like the way to get things done, does it? A petition. How did we? Yeah. How did we get Microsoft to stop uh, uh, to uh, let us lend games to each other? We just did that by getting very All angry, caps didn't we? On
2: Twitter. Yeah. That
4: was it? Uh, what's Sega up to at the moment? I haven't heard anything about them
2: for ages. Oh, they just what, the game. the aliens, the, the the aliens game. game yeah aliens game that's right
5: that's have you right. seen that. I haven't. No, I don't get invited to such things anymore. Really? No. That is outrageous. It's Creative Assembly, which I don't know. It, their strategy games are amazing, but then
4: that was exactly my question, actually, Guy, yeah. about how well they, their um, experiences would translate to a first-person game. No, it was. <laughs> was, was it? Yeah, it was genuine. Yeah, not was... good. I think is the answer. Well, I was. He's I... throwing shade on our video game radio show. In what sense?
2: Joe. Sorry, it's it's uh, streaming language. <laughs> he's
4: he's being mean <laughs> he's on our video game radio show. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't reached that conclusion yet Because we're more objective, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we are we, we, Honestly, go, we don't like to judge until
4: we've got the right. finished product <laughs> so it, might, it might be Understand different on, on, on podcasts It <laughs> might be different
2: Radio shows you've got a sort of standard of ethics, <laughs> haven't you? Uh,
4: what else do they do? So they continue to do Football Manager um, They've just released uh, No, they had not I was thinking of someone else
2: uh, That
5: beat game on iOS and they had to p- pull it What was it called? There was mm. the 3DS game that they released on. Oh, the no Sorry, don't, don't worry journalism not sure what they're up to aren't they
3: just spending a lot of time helping uh keith write a book
4: that's true keith's book they are yeah i guess i mean he is
3: and he said they've been very helpful so (laughs) maybe keith maybe like back off a little bit let them do some real work And finally, a bunch of scientists and artists who have used Oculus Rift to show people what it'd be like to be in someone else's body. The collective called Be Another Lab explained that the project's goal is to explore empathy and the nature of self, saying, as part of this collective society, it's clear the importance of understanding other and each other to be, be- to better understand ourselves. This artistic in- investigation plans to use the re- recent neuroscience approach of embodiment and apply it to investigate the perception and comprehension about the self based on the... The other? This, isn't it? <laughs> if we, here comes
2: the joke here comes the joke
3: if we aren't using this to body swap with Beyonce by the end of the year it'll have been a total waste of time I concur done that was the joke. news out
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> the
3: <mic>.
4: you broke <laughs> the you broke the
3: you broke the news for that <laughs> Beyonce
2: done. Right. You see the uh, Grammys last night?
3: Oh, didn't I? Yeah, did, I mean, you, did, didn't did I? You? I did. Did you? Didn't I? Because I read a
2: tweet from you which said you couldn't be bothered to switch the TV on.
3: No, it was my laptop. It wasn't anywhere on TV. Laptop. Yeah, um, yeah, it was really late as well, wasn't it? So I watched it all so this did morning. You or you did, oh, oh no, I you didn't. didn't I didn't it last... see it last night. Well, Didn't I, I? It Doesn't matter. Did I? It
4: Doesn't matter. <laughs> Have you used the Oculus Rift,
5: Guy? Yeah, I've used a couple of. Have you used the? I played uh, what's Eve's game? The uh, the the Icelandic studio right. CCP um, played their game, and that was really fun. Although hungover at E3, not so much fun. And yeah. then and then I interviewed um, Palmer Lucky. He's like he's like twenty three, twenty four years old. And Palmer Lucky. He made he, He's the guy Brilliant, that basically really. made Oculus Rift, and then convinced John Carmack to come and join. Them. Right. So he's a bit of a young. Genius. He was interesting. I thought he was he was good. I mean, the best demo that I played, weirdly, was one where you sit in a cinema and watch a film (laughs) and look around, and you can see the seats. Right. It's like it's like an it's like an immersive cinema experience. It's not quite as good as the Beyonce demo,
2: but um, have you seen uh, that Oculus rival that's popped up on Kickstarter? No, the couple of, is that what it's calling itself? The
3: Oculus <laughs> rival. <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
2: mm, yeah, pretty much, uh, and, and that's definitely selling itself as a thing where you get to sit and, and it seems to be more of a acceptable, less nerdy sit and watch. Uh, oh, is this type the
4: one that uses mirrors Does as it? as opposed to? Um, yes, yeah, so you're not looking directly at the screen; you're looking right. at the mirror. Yeah, possibly. I
2: don't right. know. It looked very slick. It, you pull the thing down over your eyes and, right. and watch a movie. Look around. Look at the seats, uh, yeah. and that's their sell. Uh, well, that is the sort of thing that's going to. Uh, break the thing, right? Because while we all really, really care about... I saw a brilliant Oculus game where you were dolphins cheating on homework. And I think that sounds brilliant, but it's not mass market. It's not right.
4: going to convince people. What sort of homework do dolphins do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really hard. It was do really difficult, <laughs> But it was multiple choice. Well, they are intelligent creatures, I suppose. So they have to make it... give it some challenge. I'm just...
5: I'm looking on... Is it called the Avagant Glyph?
4: That sounds right, yeah.
2: That sounds
5: amazing. That's a great name.
2: Mm. Avagant Glyph. So you heard it here first on One Life Left, by which <laughs> the name and some rambling nonsense about dolphins shooting at homework. work. Thanks, Anne.
1: One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs>
2: Clinking, you hear in the background. That's the sign, sound of Simon Byron getting ready. Was it? What do, do I clink? Yeah, just when you move around. Wow.
4: Yeah, it's nice. I am it's, old.
2: Uh, it's, you know, I'm sure our listeners find it sort of warming to know that they're going to hear our voices again. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, broadcasting across London, which is a thing you can only do if you're a radio show. <laughs> it is. I suppose there are other ways of doing it. Nope, it? no Don't other there? ways. TV?
3: No other ways.
2: We've experimented with video, it's not going very well, although you can find it on YouTube, I think, if you know where to look. This is clam, it's called Dreams About Something, non-specific. What do you think clam is dreaming about? Chowder. Mm. What is chowder?
3: It's like a soup, innit? <laughs> <laughs> From the
2: streets and
3: scanty
4: <laughs> With a <the> clam chowder. <laughs> What sort of streak today?
3: Yeah, uh. The Boston Street. Right. No.
2: We're a video game radio show. We talk about video games, about playing video games. We have features themed around video games. But the high point of every show is the thing that happens just after Anne's <laughs> news, because in many ways we've sunk to a low exactly. at that point. <laughs> when we That's interview our sense. very, very special guest.
4: Bring us back up, Guy. Hello. Hello. So um, normally, we, when we uh, introduce a guest, we, we introduce them, we say a bit about them and stuff like that, but mm. we just said we've got Guy Cocker with us.
5: That's it. That's all you need. You, you've given me enough of an introduction on the many, uh, <laughs> many <laughs> mentions through last, the last six months, I think it's been. Uh, so who are you? Uh, oh, it's a philosophical Isn't it? question. That's
4: what we like to ask all our guests. When,
5: when am I? I'm Guy Cocker. I am a journalist of sorts freelance and I write for Wired T3 stuff at the moment and then do some broadcast stuff for BBC you're, and
4: Sky you're like the industry's roving report like you're you so you're on Sky News and Radio 5 and it seems whenever there's uh, any, any S- sort snapping
5: of, at the heels it, of Simon Parkin yes does he Yorker. do
4: them as well oh, no, no he does
5: the New Yorker right. which is the ultimate sort is it? Of gold that's standard, your no, aspiration a, yeah
4: <laughs> one life
3: left Simon Parkin thank you one very much one life
5: left yeah. Simon Parkin of course
4: so um, so so, how does that work, then? If something happens in the real world, do you just get a call from somebody at the BBC going, hey, what, what's this all about,
3: then? Yeah,
5: basically, I don't know how it... Like, I did some stuff when I was at GameSpot for the BBC and Sky, and that became, like, a regular thing. And now, it basically, whenever there's... So when Grand Theft Auto V came out... There'll be someone. There'll be someone out there that's seen me do other stuff. I guess I should really. I should really get an agent of some sort. <laughs> but like, basically, I'll get the call. I did like nine or ten interviews back to back for sort of uh, Al Jazeera and CNN right. and uh, who else? T- like Talksport, sort of like BBC local stations. So yeah, I guess. I guess that's what I do. To make a living, right? Yeah,
4: and and so how do things? Did, did you have to change your approach depending on who you're who you're speaking to?
5: Yeah, I mean, I just I, w- I went to Dubai a couple of days ago, and that's not I like just like like name dropping or whatever. But I I kind of I've been talking a lot about the approach of the mainstream towards video games in general because there's a lot of there's well some research out there suggests that about forty eight percent of people feel as a Video games are poorly represented right. in the mainstream media, yeah. and obviously the great work that One Life Left is doing is is changing that perception around <laughs> massively. But uh, but I just think it's interesting. I've done interviews in the last year with with uh, I was on with Helen Lewis on, on Channel Four News, and Helen Lewis One, Life,
2: a, Left's Helen One
5: Life Left's Hel- <laughs> Helen Lewis, who's done uh, who's the uh, in her spare time is the deputy editor of the New Statesman <laughs> when she's not on One Life Left, and uh, she 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 you know there was like there was. The guy on um, John Snow, the guy on Channel Four News, <laughs> was um, was incredibly offensive. He, well,
4: he yeah. He, so he
5: asked about. I mean, he. I was told about going on to Channel Four News that he would at least try and play Grand Theft Auto Five and give it a go. And so I swung around to Sony and, and got a PlayStation Three and plugged it in and set it all up. And, and Helen came down. And he, he, you know, he wouldn't even give the game a try. And then he he he'd heard somewhere that there was rape in the game. Now I don't <laughs> think there's rape in the game. Uh, and <laughs> there's all all this sort of stuff. Like basically. Not like just facts that were wrong, and so he. Um, and then he said to Helen at the end, he was like, "What do, you, do do your colleagues laugh at you when you tell
4: them that you play video games?" Isn't that odd from such an esteemed broadcaster who would, who certainly wouldn't treat any other subject like that. He would not be so dismissive or ignorant about them. He would at least spend time. You Know, I, I, I guess, um, talking about various subject matters just yeah. to be so dismissive of video games. He he also,
5: like, he clearly hadn't even researched the, the game. but,
4: but it just doesn't figure for him, does it? It's just not on his radar at all. I'm no. surprised that it's um, it was only 48 percent of people that felt it was underrepresented because my opinion is that um, the older people, not that you asked for it, but is that, is that <laughs> um, is that you know, the newspaper editors and all the rest of it are. are older than us but as we as we we will eventually yeah. grow them out and for us games have been a normal thing yeah. this sort of thing and yet you still come up against that sort of thing he he repeated his behavior with uh, Charlie Brooker didn't yes, he um, yeah. uh, on ahead of their sort of celebration of games which just seemed Completely odd. So, so
5: how? Right, and it's the same at the same in the BBC. I mean, I'm sort of biting the hand that feeds here. But I want to talk. I want to talk about it more. That you know, you talk to people on the BBC, and before you go on air, they'll be like, "Oh, how is Grand Theft Auto 5 And I'll say, "Yeah, I've been playing it for the last few days. Really, really good." And then as soon as you go on air, they they feel obliged to say you know what is this game why is it corrupting our kids why right. is it so violent and all that sort of stuff and I don't know there is you know it's a very violent game and it shouldn't be played by kids but at the same time you know it should be in my opinion the BBC should be saying you know this is a great British success story it's you know had all this money invested into it far more than a single film that's yeah. ever been made in this country uh, I'm getting all soody now but you know you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know I feel kind of in in the work that I do on the broadcast side at least to kind of uh, I feel obliged to try and change perceptions in that
2: area. There was a time when uh, David McCarthy mm. and I used to do the sort of uh, BBC Talking head stuff and the point, the day at which it stopped the phone calls stopped coming for me um, and, and I miss it because once I got asked to be their rock uh, paper scissors expert on Radio Four, right. one of the researchers called me up. It's very was that in-house position.
5: Well, he's very, very.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know whether it would have been a repeat visit Retainer. thing. And he said, he said, uh, Steve, you're, you're, you know, you're on our databases. Our um, gaming experts. Um, is it just video games?" And I was thinking, "Where's this going?" And he said, "Would you consider yourself an expert in, you know, playground games?" So I was like, "Steady on, steady on, <laughs> yeah." But then he said, "You know, for example." Um, Rock, paper, scissors <laughs> Are you an expert in that? It was quite leading yeah. I said, I'm not sure you can be an expert in a game
4: of- I think you can be, by the way <laughs> Really? Yeah, I do I, think so, I do Let's want- do it, okay You're going to beat me? I will beat you, yeah Okay, okay. Right. So, wait, so, we'll, so, we'll, so we'll go For the live stream here wait, okay. so, so, we'll, so we'll go One, two, three, go Yeah, okay, okay you okay. ready? One, one two oh. Sorry <laughs> Hands hand behind, behind the back Hands hand hand okay. behind the back Okay One, two, three, go, go. Oh, oh, great minds!
2: Oh, nice. Scissors, scissors, didn't lose. We'll, we'll pick I'm that defeated. up later. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what, what,
5: the, 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 no, no. Uh, what was the breaking uh, rock paper scissors uh, news? That I don't know because sa- I
2: uh, honestly said I don't know whether I could go on air and say that I'm an expert on rock paper scissors. You knew about and the hand said, behind the back, and, though, and that that the guy was... said, "Yeah." The guy said, uh, fair, "Fair enough, fair enough, Steve." Would you have any friends who do? <laughs> so that was nice. <laughs> And fine, but uh, not long after that, a few months later, I think there was some kind of scandal. It might have been Manhunt 2 or something mm-hmm. like that, and they called me up, and they very, very much wanted a certain position on this. And they they did the sort of pre-interview, and they were like, what do you think of this? Do you think, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a terrible game? Do you think it's killing people and, and so on? And when I took my, my position was that I don't think that... Uh, that you you know, you should. Ju- I think you should judge video games in the same terms as you judge other kinds of me- media. That said, it is interactive. We don't know all of the things that we should know. Video games have to learn to be a little bit less defensive. A kind of nuanced position. They were like, yes, okay. Do you have any friends? <laughs> do you have any friends? You know? <laughs> and after that, uh, that was that. So I, I failed the test. Right. And, and, and sorry, the reason that's relevant, I think, is because a lot of the time they do want kind of a soundbite, mm. uh, you know, uh, just a talking head to say, This is great, or this is this is awful, and actually, like everything, opinions uh, should be more fine-grained than that. But that doesn't fit in with the world of media. No, No,
5: they want black and white. They want to sit down. I've I've had invites to go and sit down next to uh, the mothers of children who have gone on killing sprees, who do blame Call of Mm -hmm. Duty for that, and that's a difficult argument to win, even if you are the most pro-video game person in the world but so. did you win it i didn't go on <laughs> it I, I didn't go on at the time because i was i was did you have any friends i was associated <laughs> yes, i need the name of that researcher who wants the rock paper scissors expert because that'll be me i'll do that yeah definitely easy money <laughs> easy money
4: so um, so what were the resolutions out in D- dubai the, what, so what you you, if you were talking about how the you were, you, you were out there to talk about how games are uh, represented, Were did there any any resolutions or any outcomes or anything no I mean I really. over
1: it's
4: a nice place to
5: go I gave a, I gave a presentation just talking about this sort of stuff and i don 't know like lots of lots of the problem is like the gamers get confused like they get they get convinced that they have to call themselves gamers I mean movie fans don't really call themselves you know yeah. film buffs or so some of them do but um there's a, there was again in some research that I saw um, it was done by Turtle Beach, but anyway, the, um, the 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 finding was that a lot of people were embarrassed about putting game that they were a gamer on their social media profiles, so like Facebook and Twitter, yeah. but also on their dating profile, right? And so, and I, you know, I'm I, I don't I don't think I'd put gaming on my dating profile. I don't know about you
2: guys. I wouldn't would you... mind putting that I play individual video games right, on but there but I would is... certainly not identify as a gamer in the yeah. same way as I wouldn't identify as a film buff Sure. or, you know, I think anyone who puts on their social media profiles, yeah, I'm a bit of a museo. you know? <laughs>
5: you I, would avoid uh, like a play, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: You should... Swipe left, you always. Should, <laughs> you should lead a, a balanced diet of media and consume everything and, you know, whether you love Taylor Swift or whether you love Muse, it doesn't matter. Matter, but as long as you actually love it and feel no shame, that's would awesome. you put
5: that you love Taylor Swift on your for sure in
2: a heartbeat? On. Yeah, because I want to uh, meet other Taylor Swift fans. So if you're a Taylor Swift fan listening <laughs> yeah. to One
4: Life Left, please get in touch. Would you put on your dating profile? That you've got a girlfriend?
1: <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't identify I with meet the other exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to reference the fact
5: that you were you were referring to Tinder there.
3: So
2: oh,
5: yeah, that was... like it's a running
2: point. joke, guy. We don't need to wrap so picking up. I
3: always tinned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, uh, time for local news.
6: Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. A former mayor is in trouble after his holiday and confectionery firm has been sued under trademark laws. Ex-mayor Tortimer founded the company after he handed over his mayorship two years ago. The company offers crowded boat trips to Tortimer Island for OAPs whilst they suck on Werther's Originals. But his preferred name for the company, Sweetie Packed Granny Tours, has already been claimed by the Little King from Little King's Story. Tortimer has made the following statement. Well, Sprout, I'm in a pickle and no mistake. I'll have to go for my second choice of Candy Crush Saga, as no company is going to be stupid enough to claim that they own those words. Hehe <laughs> off. TripAdvisor Reviews editor Blavers currently gives the tours 7 out of 10, so hopefully the legal troubles won't affect bookings. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Email, messages, and
2: forward BCC's One Live Letters. Thanks for all your letters this week.
3: Yeah, all of them. Thanks for every single one.
2: Every single one of those letters that you sent us this week, we thank you for. For example, this one from Alina D'Souza.
4: I was suspicious of this letter, by the way. Hold on.
2: Two team, a shout-out coming to you all from the east coast of Canada here. Can't wait to hear what dreamy Dr. Avatar has going on in his episodes week to week. As a healthcare student, I get such a kick from wonders he works out in a couple of minutes. Has anyone else out there wondered how hot he must be? Or is it just me? A two-minute segment of him just isn't enough to last me a week.
4: Suspicious. Why are not well, you ask yourself when going you're on. going out with him? Well, no, no the thing is, it's, it's easy. We know
2: from that time that um, uh, Dr. Avatar came to the One Life Left Meet and how he was Super carrying dreamy.
4: on with all of the girls. It was un. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, obviously one this was before he was going out with you, uh, our, our correspondent. But I mean, this was, you know, a, a couple this, of weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> this was exa- This was like almost a month before whenever it was you met.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we'll stand by that. We'll back him up exactly, if, if you yeah. he ask. He's very but dreamy, was not he? I couldn't believe his behaviour that night.
3: He was behaving like one of the doctors from a Mills and Boone medical drama. But with looks like that, why
2: wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you?
3: What exactly. Anyway, how was he, Anne? Very competent doctor. Uh, hello again. I've just finished watching uh, the YouTube streaming thing of this week's episode. It was very weird having you all in my eyes as well as my ears, but nice to see a peek into your world. I've got no idea how to say this without causing massive offence, but I think I'm going to stick to the podcast in future.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're all lovely, but I found it really hard to concentrate like this. It's so much better when you're direct into my ears and I'm not tempted to do something else instead. Anyway, having watched the show that I obviously uh, I obviously now feel bad for making Steve go wandering around looking for post, sorry about about that The parcel I sent wasn't anything amazing or in any way. Just a little something I thought you might like. Maybe it'll arrive in the summer or something. Fingers crossed. Love the show. It's a little
2: something that we might like? A Pin. GMA. <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's quite big, though, this award. Mm. It's bigger than a lot of awards.
2: Is yours bigger than ours? No, I think it's the same
5: one. I don't think they've updated the no, design in a few they they years. Have, have they? Yours yeah. Systemic. I don't look at it Come very often. Come on, Guy. You know yours. Guy.
3: Yours could do real damage. That one would just clonk you around the head. Your <laughs> one could stab someone. I reckon we could kill
2: someone with that award. Oh,
3: definitely. I'm not
2: suggesting we try. <laughs> but <laughs> All we could. have. Or <laughs> <All> we <laughs> have <laughs> over the years when <laughs> okay. they've beaten us. It's wiped clean. Guy, you got a letter.
5: I have, yeah. just uh, tossed it aside. But anyway, Ben Hall says, Hello, team, plus roving reporter Guy Cocker. I caught a little of the Saturday service on Twitch, but it was a little frustrating. Whilst it was fun watching Anne expertly play Resogun, Anne and Stee often failed to read the messages on the viddy printer at the bottom of the screen, so a lot of the viewers' questions were left unanswered. In the future, should we send you any problems that we have in advance so that you can give them the time and attention that they require? I do have something that I'm thinking of asking, but I was going to wait until Dr. Christian and the Embarrassing Bodies team were in town, so <laughs> to <laughs> let me know if you're interested. Cheerio, and that's from Ben Hall.
2: So, Anne and I I have been experimenting with streaming, as we mentioned earlier in the show. This is in preparation for our GDC trip, where we will be streaming live from our Big Brother house. As it
3: stands, we're going to be experts, and as soon as Simon gets on screen, he's going to be like, but "I don't know what I
4: to don't do." Know how, to
3: talk. how do you talk? To so it
4: sound like how the many, radio show? Sorry, how many series of Games Master did you co-host? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just remind and, me again. And, so,
3: sorry, let me know how, how long ago was that, Simon?
4: That was uh, back when you need when, when when you had to be good to be on TV, rather than just anybody have a camera pointed at them. What happened? the Games g- Master? St- it's coming back. Is it? Future Publishing are are bringing it back. And are, you,
3: are you involved?
4: <laughs> I would, I, you know, I can't say at this stage, Anne, because I've not heard. But I would be very surprised. Would it be
3: streaming on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Probably, yeah. Right, uh, we also got some tweets today. Um, Duncan Fagredo said, Dear OLL, o- L, what did you want to be when you were little? Do games help fill that crushing void? What did you want to be when you were little, Steve? Steve? Uh, I wanted
2: to be a... I don't know. Anne? Um,
3: I wanted to be an actress.
4: Guy? Train driver. Did you?
3: Right. I and I've ne- never
5: played the train simulator <sighs> games, which I should do. and Go home should and play do.
2: immediately. Denture to go home. That was clever. Because <laughs> the game's called Denture to go, and he said go home. Never mind. Stanford. I think I wanted to be a comedian. Right. <laughs> <And> how's <laughs> Start that going? going? Really badly. Really badly. <laughs> Um, yes, so I hope that helps, Duncan. Thanks for your tweet.
4: Another uh, uh, Chris Schilling asks: With Microsoft buying Gears of War, the big news of the day. I wondered which game franchise would Team OLL buy and why. Then should go.
3: <laughs> I would buy Rezogun.
4: Thanks for your tweets. I would buy Chucky Egg. Would you? I
2: was looking at this today uh, with Dan Marshall. Okay, in a little chat. Yeah. And uh, if keep you're ru- running, if Dan. you're running, Dan, keep, keep running. running, keep running. Uh, we were talking about Chucky Egg, how fun it was, and we wondered who held the rights to Chucky Egg. So if you know, or if perhaps
4: you, listener, <laughs> hold the rights to Chucky Egg, let us know. We'll give you a tenner for it. Finally, uh, Mustafa tweeted um, in response to, uh, can you send us some letters? He said, OK, J and R, we call now. Now, can we just have a chat about this, listeners? Okay. Every week, one of you does that stupid joke, and we are sick of it. Every week,
2: some smart Alec goes... Hey, hold on a second. I've got an idea. They ask for letters, and letters can mean two things. It can mean letters that you send into
4: the show, but it can also mean the alphabet. The next person to do that will be blocked, reported, not from Twitter, but from radio. That said...
3: Thank you for your letters and tweets it's this week. Much, yes. <laughs> it's, it's
2: really if you've got any letters you'd like to send us...
3: Team at
2: Be very, very careful <laughs> about what you send us. Hey, you know what we should have now? What? That dreamy philanderer... Mm. Dr. Avatar. <laughs> Dr. Avatar, you're needed in surgery.
6: Immediately. Avatar, you're the only one that can do this.
0: You're
3: going to have to offer...
0: Dr. Avatar, Operating Room Dictation on Patient Drippy, Mr. Operative Diagnosis, Invasive Sinonasal Malignant Tumor, Estimated Blood Loss 100 cc's, OR time 4 hours. Mr. Drippy presented with a 12-year history of constant runny nose, nasal obstruction, and facial pain. Given that the patient wished to avoid incision and facial degloving, nasal endoscopic surgery was chosen. Navigating the scope through the nasal canal proved difficult as the previous operator had inverted the controls. This is surgery, not just some parody folk music. With great difficulty, the tumor was removed from the nose and sinus in a piecemeal fashion. However, as a result of the difficult controls, Mr. Drippy's anterior skull base was perforated, causing a leak in cerebrospinal fluid. The patient will be transferred to the ENT ward for monitoring. While he is now cancer-free, I anticipate that he will continue to leak fluid from his nose indefinitely and will likely experience headaches. Ending dictation for patient Drippy, Mr.
4: Thanks, Dr. Avatar. He could operate on me any day of the week. He is Hmm. So,
2: Dr. Avatar has been causing beef on Twitter. Has he? What? Actually, that isn't strictly true. Uh, Derek Williams has been causing
3: uh, beef. Derek's
2: um, One Life Left. Derek Williams. Uh, Derek Williams, if you're a new listener to One Life Left, you won't remember Derek, but cast your mind back, veteran listeners, and you will. He was a provider of synth music and free market economy news for seven or eight seasons. To one life Great, wasn't it? Now, clearly he's got some time on his hands, oh. because what he's been doing is inciting other contributors to have beef with Dr. Av. Really? What? what he's envious of his looks, is he? Been, he? He wants those saying, looks messed up. He's been, saying, uh, he's been saying, trying to stir things up between Ben Thomas of the Do You Inverts and Dr Avatar. How's that been going? Now, I caught this in full flow uh, on Facebook, it was, not Twitter. On Facebook, and I said, boys, boys, there's room in the One Life Left garden (laughs) for everybody. But not before the Do You Inverts had written a song. Wow. So it actually worked in our favour. It It did. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, new Do You Inverts piece. It's called JTY TML. One, two, three, four... Mm.
1: She had so much XP Trapped me in her A, O, E I, R, L, O, M, F, G It felt a little O, O, C But we, well, we'd be O, E No more P, U, G's N, P, just her and me Together P, V, E I, I, R, C I was G, T, G But we were O O E. Finally we, LC The arguments and the DOT The DPS and the PPP, And you, WTT And I became an NPC Alone, but LFG I guess we had a GG I-I-R-C She was RTG But this won't finish me That's Q-F-T Oh. i I'll A-B-R-B be, I'll, be. I'll make you see I'm more than a C-O-D And we're just O-O-E So T-Y-T Just T-Y-T Just T-Y-T, my love
2: Laying the smack down, that's the do you invert. Dr Avatar, can you hear him? Can you hear him? How do you respond to that? We'll find out, won't we? I don't know. We'll cut find out. It's him open. I <laughs> suppose he does have the knives, yeah. doesn't he? Listeners, if you want to know who would win in a fight between Doctor Avatar and the Do You Inverts, vote now. Press the.
3: <laughs> press
2: one. Press for one,
3: for one for Avatar. Fave
2: for uh, Avatar. Fave, re- retweet for uh, <laughs> Inverts. I, I don't know. So um, we've reached the section in the show. Where we normally do reviews. We could do reviews. We could make small talk for a while. Not really got much to say to you guys, to be (laughs) honest. It's all a bit awkward. So,
4: okay. Have you played something this week, Simon? I was just trying to remember. I have been playing things, actually, I can't think. But let's go the other way around the table. Guy! Well, hello. That was a surprise. <laughs> Starting with you, what have you been playing this week?
5: What are you going to review for us? Well, I was going to... I was thinking about... The only game I've really been playing is Tearaway. OK. Because, I mean... But I feel like that's been done, so... And there's there's always,
4: always interested in fresh perspectives.
5: There's not many... Um, there's not many games out at the moment. So I was thinking... I, when you asked me to come on One Life Left all those weeks ago, it's been on my mind ever since, and I've been thinking about it a lot. And I've, I've moved in with someone who runs the Stoke Newington Literary Festival. Right. Uh, just as a flatmate. And I thought I'd review uh, Reads Like a Seven, the uh, oh, wow. <laughs> the event starring Steve Koran and others. This is, is a part, It is, isn't, isn't it? it? It's just it's been, I've been thinking about it so much. So wh- while I do my review... Uh, assume it wasn't written hastily about an hour before <laughs> this. <laughs> so shall I just launch into
4: Please it? Please do. Have you done some preparation? Yeah. This is what? what this is what Guy's known for. You know he has a running order on his show and oh, all of that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. we it read it out. Yeah.
5: It runs <laughs> <laughs> to many pages. Anyway, he's proper Let's launch into this. I booked her some tickets to Reads Like a Seven, she said, my partner making amends for inflicting an urban Welsh Q&A on me with her highly, highly literate friends at the Stoke Newington Literary Festival. I hate such literary nonsense, so she was right to try and make amends. That said, she incorrectly, incorrectly expected me to know what Reads Like a Seven was, but of course I'd always found an excuse to not go to the Nottingham Game City, with what with it being two hours out of London. It's the best games writers giving readings, she said. Then why am I not there? I naturally concluded. <laughs> I googled the event and found second tier games writers such as The Guardian's <laughs> Keith Stewart, New Statesman's Helen Lewis, and most offensively of all One Life Left's Steve Karam. <laughs> Karam left a particularly sour taste in the mouth claiming his beautiful and emotive comparison between gaming and cricket was concocted from scratch the night before. Offended that such immaculate prose was created out of thin air mere hours earlier I suggested to my partner we leave out of disgust, but she talked me into staying by plying me with booze. Despite all this, I got to meet the Edge legend Steve Stephen Poole at the bar, whose book, one of the very few that I'd actually read, uh, I'd read on a summer job working on the beach in Filey, where I grew up. I also got to introduce my then lover to Simon Parkin, an actual journalist for the esteemed publication The New Yorker, a real, proper, important publication. <laughs> in conclusion, Karen and Co aggravated, but on the plus side, I did finally get to meet Stephen Poole. I give reads like a seven, a seven out of ten. <laughs> very
2: good. Perfect, well done. That's, really good That's
4: excellent. You. Very good. How'd you follow that, Anne? <laughs> I don't know. Open up your notes. Open up your notes. (laughs) When is your next seven out of
5: ten? Ree's like a seven. (laughs) Seven something.
2: Um I'm not sure when the next reads like a seven is. I'm going to have to talk to Parker about that. When my my housemate's family organise
5: the Newington Literary Festival, so if you want to get back, mm-hmm. I got the hook In up. yeah, not really okay. Well, interesting, interesting.
3: how did you get
4: on by introducing your lover to Stephen Paul? Because I introduced my <laughs> wife to Stephen Paul, and I think she prefers him to me. Really? Yeah, like I genuinely. Well, actually, I think she would admit it very publicly as well I had to give him a <laughs> present from her recently what was the present? Well, I couldn't open it could oh, I? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes, yes darling
5: <laughs> yeah did she get any of that or not? no I think she I think she was more uh, she was more drawn to parking
2: because <laughs> of the New Yorker thing wow.
3: fickle yeah uh, I'm going to shut my laptop because I am freestyling this
4: freestyling
3: uh, I've been playing Brothers what's it called?
4: A, a Tale of Two Sons
3: that one it's boring isn't it?
4: <laughs> controversial <laughs>
3: Oh, you do. Like, and you know I'm a massive fan of going around, but you just go around twice at the same time, and then oh, oh, you climb up something. Okay, oh, you, you have to go over there and you have to make like you find a, uh, like a giant and he's going to help you do some stuff. But oh, brilliant. I think you're trying to... Okay, so it starts um, with a bit about how... I think it's the mum has died in at sea or in a river or something, and the boy is really, really sad, and he's at a grave. Oh, boo-hoo. Anyway, their dad's still there. He's still alive, but he's a bit sick. So they're taking him on a cart to go and get him some medicine. The medicine man's like, don't have any medicine here, boys. You're going to have to go on a mission. So you go out, uh, the two of you together, and then sort of help each other out and it's quite sweet because you know I guess that's what good siblings would do but it's entirely not what would happen with me and my sister or me and my brother we'd end up arguing and like pushing each other in the river uh, one of the brothers helps the, the the younger brother who's oh I'm so scared of the river because mother died in the sea and helps him down the river my brother would have drowned me. quite like, honestly. Um, yeah, I just didn't find it very interesting and I didn't get particularly engaged with it. Well, well it's, it's,
4: it's, it's a wonderfully looking game, isn't it? It's made yeah, it's by really nice. um, uh, Starbreeze and... Who's the director? There's a film, di- there's a film director. I'm sorry. Least, yeah,
5: Starbreeze, yeah. I can, let me Google.
4: Um, it's essentially Head Over Heels for the new generation now, isn't it? Head Over Heels is an olden game that they had in the olden days. <laughs> Um,
5: when
3: games were boring. <laughs>
4: Are you playing it with another Because pl- you can have another player
5: on, this, on the second stick, can't no, you? No, I'm
3: doing them both myself. Debof. Two thumbs, two boys. <laughs> <laughs> Not for don't know what that means. Wow.
6: That was great.
3: Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So you played it as well. Did you played it, yeah. I,
4: I, I played uh, quite a lot of it until it got uh, until it got really frustrating towards, my well, fiddly yeah. towards the middle bit, I imagine. Mm. Um, it's, it becomes very much like patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I gave up on the ropey bits, which you won't have seen. Right. I thought it was very pretty. I thought it was...
3: Yeah, but it's not, you don't do anything very interesting. I played
4: more of that than I did Gone, Gone Home. And I Gone Home know. is the worst game. Or I the d- best I, just,
3: I don't think it is the worst game, though, Simon. But
4: it's interesting, but but, but Brothers is best, certainly better than Home. Is Did it? Did you see that a listener added um, the Gone Home people oh. and said, and grasped me up?
3: That, I mean, that is bad. <laughs> and I, and I thought, well, bad. when
4: I saw that, I thought, well, at least they won't bother to listen to the whole show. But he'd done that thing where you link directly to it on on YouTube. Oh,
2: <laughs> they serious?
4: serious. Yes. Oh, do you realise
2: that... You're going to meet Steve Gaynor at GDC. Do you remember what happened when you met
4: Jonathan Blow? It was very, very awkward. It was. (laughs) Really awkward. It was. But I think I won Jonathan Blow round, didn't I? Yes, I did think, you? and I'm looking forward to winning the Fulbright man round. What I'm going to do, actually, is I'm, I'm, I'm not going to speak to him, but I'm just going to ask him to go through my pockets, which will have a series of objects and notes in it, explaining why I dislike him. <laughs> Shall I do that? <laughs> do not link this bit to them, all right? I'm going to be charming when I see them.
3: Yeah, I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10. Okay. Simon?
4: I've been playing Resident Evil 5.
3: Okay, and mm. how's that been? That's...
4: Wow, it's... I was I, I played it because I bought it in a Steam sale and everybody was recently talking about how brilliant it was because they announced they were remaking Resident Evil 4 in HDs. Um, and... Uh, and then I realised I'd never played it, uh, despite owning it twice, so I booted it up and um, I think I may have moved on. I think I think games have um, it hasn't it, games have changed since the Resident Evil games and I think um, where you are so limited by health and ammo, I just find very, very difficult to play. And the fact as you know, as you famous what's that song you wrote about Resident Evil? Although oh, you cannot shoot and move, yes, yeah. which is one of the I, I love how that scans in that in that uh, in our video game karaoke. But yeah, but you can't shoot and move in it, and uh, it's just it just feels very very restrictive these days. So um, I didn't as much enjoy. And people are saying it's one of the best games ever, and uh, I didn't. Really? Yeah. Where would you Usain? place it? Just people on Twitter. Okay, those people. Guy um, said that quite aggressively. Like
2: exactly. he's going to yeah, hold them down. Resident,
4: <laughs> Resident
5: Evil Six is. Like, when I went to see that in Japan, it was one of my last trips at Gamespot. I thought it was good, and then it turned out to not be good. And then I, I know, question you, my whole belief system. Right, so, so, you,
4: so you played it again subsequently, and you thought it was. No, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't
5: bother after everyone said it was.
4: So that's. It, so, you, so it might still be. So I, yeah. I. I actually then loaded Resident Evil Evil Six up, but that's the only game I played so far. That doesn't work on the surface because actually I think Resident Evil. Evil Six might be more my cup of tea because it's not a Resident Evil game. Apparently, right. we shall see. But you know, uh, I think just for the heritage and um, you know its place in history, you have to reward it a seven out of ten. <laughs> Interesting, yeah.
3: Stephen. Ollie, Ollie. <laughs> Oh really?
2: This is going to be awkward because we've got them on next week. Oh,
3: yeah. They're gr- they're
2: great podcast
5: guests. <laughs> <They> really? <laughs> they were, they de- oh, well, it's so
3: like, nice that you've warmed them up for de- right. us. They
5: debuted on
2: the award winning Guy <laughs> Cocker podcast. Anyways, you are our fluffer,
3: aren't you? <laughs> Thank you, guys.
2: See how they fare on a radio show. Sorry. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. So I didn't. I had no idea they were from London.
5: They, oh, yeah. They're in. Um, Oh new cross
4: guys moving in with them next week <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so i I played it, oh, we've run out of theme. you guys have gone on too long sorry, Hold on a second sorry.
3: that's what happens when you prep Steve. yeah oh,
2: okay, um so I um had heard good things about this game and Wanted a new game for my Vita, so I put it on there. Started playing it, really, really enjoyed it. What it is, is a skateboarding game, but it's in 2D. It's kind of like Cannabolt, a comparison I'm sure they are sick of, uh, versus something like Tony Hawk, where you are trying to get as many points for tricks... Uh, in one slick run as possible so it's side on unlike the 3D of Tony Hawks and um, yeah really really enjoyed it very very brutal very very difficult game Dan Marshall uh, oh, hope you're best. running hope you're running keep really running down. well keep, keep going running. Dan um, he he Was losing it a bit on Twitter this week Because he was finding it very difficult to remember to press X to land That's one of its tricks It's kind of like, you've always got to press X just before you land Otherwise your trick doesn't count And that's how you score points And it can be super frustrating, super hardcore But also really, really very quick restart And very, very compelling like that Um, Really, really enjoying it The one thing it is missing is a friends filter for the scoreboard um, Which was really annoying because I think I'm uh, I have no interest in finding out how bad I am at a game. I don't care about being 2019th in the world oh now I'm 1800th or I've broken the top 1500 it's not interesting to me and I dare say that is the same for most people who play the game apart from the people in the top 200 or top 50 or whatever they can get excited about that stuff. What I do care about is being better than my friends on the Vita. I care about you know having the high score for this level better than you. And you can't filter. I tweeted about that. They replied and said they're going to look into adding it. Then I found out they're from London, so they're coming on. Coming in to show explain themselves, are they? Next
4: week. Right, live feedback. So, hopefully... Be fixed by then. Otherwise, you can—I mean—you can see you livid, you're really angry.
5: They're <laughs> no, going to get an earful. aren't they, on the show.
4: Honestly. Hopefully, they don't listen to this review. I mean, i really sure d- some helpful reader will at them <laughs> <laughs> directly the moment you're uh, you're commenting on it.
2: I really, really enjoyed the, sh- uh, enjoyed the show. I really, really enjoyed mm. the game, and um, I'm sure. I'm sure that I will continue to play it beyond this, so look forward to a re-review next week. Seven out of ten. Great. Okay, we've got time for a... Do we have time for one more... We haven't had enough music this show. Let's have a piece of music, and then we'll be back to wrap up the show. After this, this is Dread. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Dread, and it's Do the T. though. A lot of these chip tunes that we play, a lot of which, most of which, in fact, are culled from chipmusic.org, the best chip tune site on the net, I think. A lot of them have unpronounceable things in the title or the artist. Right. See, this guy. See, track Joker. 19. No, I mean, this is all right. This is do the T E D O, spelled I D O, which I struggle with. But you see, uh, track 9 there. How would you say that guy's well,
4: name? Well, you've got that guy's track name 19. combined with your, your Hand- childish handwriting. handwriting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Andy Man, but. Uh, Andy, is it? Well, I don't know what you've written there.
2: Well, you've got it. It's Andy, Andy Man, but with a 3 but, at the start. Right, with a 3. Yeah. Three, uh, three, uh, three,
4: uh, 3 Andy, three
2: Andy, Andy man. man. Andy, three Andy, Andy man. man. I don't know. So we couldn't play that track because I couldn't say his name. But maybe next week. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll you'll see. figure it out by then. We've got two minutes, maybe just just enough time to tease the thing that we've confirmed today with the Head of Resonance.
4: Head of Resonance, yes. Um, so the fundraising, uh, the annual fundraiser begins the uh, week after next, I believe, and we will be uh, announcing what we're doing, and we're going to do an event in April. We are. So uh, we'll, we'll confirm details of that the show after next, um, but it will be strictly limited um tickets and it's going to be loads of fun so much fun so
2: much we fun. we see you there
3: guy i'll be there good in news april, yeah definitely it's, it's also worth mentioning
2: on april on the monday night i think it's monday the 10th we're going to be doing a very special one life left raising money for resonance and that evening going to be participating in a cross show jamboree Telethon
3: I'm so excited about this mix. We're
2: going to be Combining with all The other Monday shows To produce three hours Of excellent radio Between nine and midnight uh, Who knows What's going to happen oh. So you have to listen And you have to donate If you donate You'll get a very special
4: Edition of One Life Left We'll be recording Separately At our convenience <laughs> I swear. Guys Thank you so much For coming on I cannot believe That it's taken us so long to... Please come on again Next week Or the week after next no, we have have seven on next week um, So uh, where can we Where, where can we uh, listen to the Guy
3: Cocker
5: podcast uh, oh just well you can follow you just head over to GuyCocker.com I'm doing a YouTube um, thing tomorrow at BAFTA so come along to that 8.30am alright Guy All get right, on
3: the guys. bandwagon <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: thank you so much for coming on the current holder of the GMAs uh, we'll see you in I'll October, see you in October. <laughs> exactly and yeah. for you listeners we'll see you next <laughs> week
1: goodbye <Bye.
3: laughs>